Welcome to The Grow Show, powered by Steel. On The Grow Show, we share ideas, tips, tactics, and insights to help you grow your landscaping business based on our team's 40 years of experience running a landscaping company and working with other owners and their teams to do the same. New episodes are released weekly on Wednesdays. Here's your host, Marty Grunder. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever the case may be. This is Marty Grunder from Grunder Landscaping Company and The Grow Group with another exciting edition of The Grow Show powered by Steel. And I am super excited to have a very special guest on with us today, Joe Cellini from Amerscape Services Incorporated, ASI, Tampa, Florida. Uh, Joe, welcome to The Grow Show. Thank you, Marty. My pleasure. And, and uh, thanks for having me. Well, of course, man. Joe, we let's, let's get a little bit into the history here. You and I first met. You're going to have to help me with the years because it's a little blurry. <laughs> I do remember that when I came to see you, you were around a million dollar a year company. A lot has changed since then. Remind me how we met. So, you know, Marty, I'm going to think that we're, we're, we, we're celebrating our, our 20 year anniversary. I'm, I'm thinking. I think it was yeah. in 03. And I was flipping through Lawn and Landscape magazine and saw there was obviously tons of available consultants to come help and, and so forth. And I was an avid reader of the magazine, but I kind of always saw consultants and you were the only one that actually uh, picked up the phone, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> we were both yeah. small time then probably, but you picked, you actually yes, picked the phone were. up and, and answered and we talked and your honesty is what sold me on using your services at that time, which you were doing the, what were the, you came in and you did the culture evaluations, right? Yeah, I did like a culture oh, audit. Oh, culture yeah. audit. There it is. And yeah. so I was super impressed because I was going to, I wanted to bring you in to do that. And you said, Hey, take your money and put it here and come to what was then called the boot camp. And right. I was super impressed by that as well. So between answering the phone and having me spend my money wisely and not taking advantage of a situation, I, I, as I say, the rest is history. Yeah. Well, and you've become a good friend and you know, it's, it's sort of funny, Joe, I would probably tell clients not to become friends with your clients to a certain degree, just because it, it can make it tough. But you work so long with someone and, you know, I, I've, I've worked with you on a lot of things. You've done the work. Half, the, half of the phone calls that you and I have had in the last 10 years are you just calling me to tell me something good that happened. It's, it's, not, it's not like I've been actively engaged in running your business for you, so I don't want to overstate that. We'll get a little bit more into that. Tell us a little bit about yourself for folks that may not have met Joe Cellini. What are the big events that got you to where you are right now? And, and certainly talk to us about the fire department because I have a little angle on that fire department if you don't touch on it that I am. So, you know, I was 19 years old and I got hired uh, on the fire department. Well, that was my dream in high school. I, I, I worked different jobs in high school, whether it be restaurants or grocery stores, a typical high school kid. Uh, but my dream was to be a firefighter. And um, so I got hired at 19 years old. Understand this is uh, pre 9-11. So we were on food stamps basically as firefighters. We didn't make right. a lot of money and everybody had a, a job on their day off or a business they ran. I was young. I lived at home with my parents. I didn't need a lot, but the biggest issue was two days off. The schedule was 24 on and 48 off. And you give a 19, 20 year old two days yeah. off. It's a weekend every other day. Not a lot of money in the pocket at the end of those two days. <laughs> so, right. So I had to find something to do. And I worked with some of the firemen on the job doing different things, whether it was concrete, carpentry, roofing, AC, whatever. And then said, you know what? I'm ready to I'm ready to do my own thing. And I said, I, you know, I'm going to cut grass in the neighborhood. I was living with my parents again, as I, as I said earlier. 
and they let me keep my little four by eight trailer. And I had a little Nissan pickup truck that I drove and um, I did it really started cutting grass in the neighborhood more so not to spend money. You know, it kept me busy yeah, I get it. I mowed right. with no shirt. So I had a nice tan all the time. And uh, <laughs> that's kind of how it started. And it grew. You know, the fire department was good to me because it gave me those two days off and it gave me a, a steady paycheck. The downside of it and something you helped me with was as I grew, I was really cheap because I did have another income. And that's not how you need to grow a business. It doesn't need to be dependent on, on another salary. What do you mean cheap? Explain to us what you mean by well, that. I, I was cutting grass for 25 bucks, uh, a, right. a, you know, a, a cut and probably the going price should have been about $40 a cut. And, you know, and yeah, you didn't know your numbers. Did uh, you? I didn't know my numbers at all. All I knew was I wasn't spending money and I had some extra money in my pocket, yeah. but the feel good piece, you know, I was out working, I was sweating. I, you know, I was an entrepreneur, you know, I had a business, Yeah, <laughs> wasn't making right. any money, but I pulled around a trailer and looked like I had a business, but so I started hiring, you know, business grew because I was inexpensive and I started hiring firefighters that were my friends. And then it looked as if I had a real big business. I got another truck going and, and then I got my right. first commercial account from one of my residents that I took care of. And, and it just grew and grew and grew until I hired, I started hiring a full-time person. And as you know, I hired my second ever team member that I hired was Mark, you know, slim yep. and yep. still with yep. me today. Actually, he's running, he's running our right. weed man company now. But, you know, he came on board and, and then, so then I really had to start treating it like a real business. Again, the fire department was really good to me because it gave me that time. But what I realized is I needed to start surrounding myself with people I could trust when I went to the fire department. Yep. Hence, you know, Slim. And so Slim came in and uh, really helped uh, do that. And Slim had experience from some of the bigger companies. He worked for ECI and stuff like that. So he helped me kind of get things in place uh, to move forward. And then just continued to grow the company until we eventually went all commercial at that point. So tell us about today, your business mix. What's your revenue? Give us a little bit of insight. I mean, I know it, but our listeners don't know. It. So last year or this, this year, 2023, we're going to hit uh, 13 million. Our budget for next year is 14 million. That's probably a little surprising to you because, you know, we've been in the 15s and 16s when you and I've talked. Yep. We, we really scaled our business back and concentrated on getting out of the new construction install work. We right. shut that division down. That was a that was about a $5 million revenue stream for us. But so we were done with that and we kind of stepped back, took a step back and now our revenue is, you know, we're going to do a nine to 10 million. And I, I think our budget for 24, we're finishing it up right now is nine, nine, nine and a half million in maintenance. And then uh, four, Three, three, three and a half million in, in install work, which is just in our yeah. portfolio only. But we do right. do, uh, you probably see some of the YouTube videos we do. We're doing some residentials. Right. The great thing about that, Marty, is it's all word of mouth. It's family, friends, right. and then it's just grown. Right. And, so, and you do a great job. I mean, the videos that I've seen, those of you that are on the Grow Show today, Powered by Steel, you want to follow Joey. Does. Joe, your connections are amazing. And I, I watch all your videos. They're on my feed. And you get clients to stand in front of a recently completed job and brag about a ASI. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun. We we did one, and I'm you know Noah who runs all our marketing and and uh, so forth. He's he's 22 years old, fresh out of University of South Florida here locally. So it's he says, hey, we need to do this more, boss. This is great. Like you, you get these people talking, you're talking. This is good stuff. And so he's taking it and run with it. So it's 13 million and it sounds like it's 70% commercial, 30% yep. residential about that's, there. That's where, well, yeah. And it's just install work on our, on our clients. Yeah. yeah. So that's, no, I get it. that's our mix. That's what we want. 
I'm proud of our team because that's what we set out to do about two years ago. We started shutting it down and then 16 months ago, things really yeah. went away. So I'm proud of our team for staying focused on that and making it happen. Yeah. Well, the goal of a business is to make money and that wasn't profitable side for you and having the courage to, to do that and having the courage today to, to admit that and help all the listeners well, here. You, you know, Marty, I think the biggest piece about it is, you know, when you're looking at a $5 million revenue stream, being able to go and look, and I appreciate the kind words, but the other piece is going, we're just not good at this. We're not yeah, good at this. I get we're, it. We're, we need to get out of this world. Yeah. I don't care how much money right. it is. That, right. that was what I was more proud of our team than anything is like we yeah, looked at ourselves and, and kind of look in the mirror. So the Hillsborough County Fire Department, you rose to the rank of captain, I believe, right? Yeah, I was a captain acting uh, battalion chief. And then when did you retire from the fire department? Crazy. This week is five years. Is it really? This year is five years. Joe, I, you know, that's what COVID does to you. I thought it was two years yeah, ago. It, it, it really is. When we, you know, flooded our house here, you and I were just speaking about it earlier before we got on here. I looked at some of the stuff we were taking off the walls and I looked at the years that, you know, that I did. I'm like, whoa, 30 years. And then it, what really caught my eye is five years ago, I retired. <laughs> yeah. And you learned, a, you learned a lot from working at the fire department. What were lessons you learned from being a full-time firefighter and a full-time entrepreneur learning how to delegate? But what were the lessons that you think you learned as a firefighter that you've used to grow ASI? So I'll give you a little good and bad, Marty, because you actually had to correct me on, on, on something that, that I think the fire department bred into me. But I'll start with the good. The good is I, I've built our culture at ASI to be a brotherhood. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, I, yeah. I announced that at my retirement. There was, you know, there was a mix of people there. There was a, a bunch of my you know, brothers from the fire department. And there was a lot of ASI team members at, at, the, at my retirement party. And I said, what has helped me get both of them going and what I want to continue at ASI is the brotherhood that and that yes. family atmosphere that we had at uh, ASI and, and you with what we went through this past, you know, 16, 18 months without that culture and out that that bond and that brotherhood, we wouldn't have made it. There's no way. And then on the bad side of it is when you're a captain and a leader on the fire department, you, you get off a truck and you got a fire, you know, house fire or any situation, bad car wreck, whatever it is. You start barking orders. It, it, there's no time yeah. to say, hey, how do you feel, Johnny? You know, can we do this? Yeah. <laughs> there's none of that. Right. It's your decision. You have to make those decisions and you got to own them. And I've had to kind of scale that back. And you, you've helped me with that a little bit. Like you, you helped me realize that. Like, you know, Joe, I get where you're coming from. You just step off the truck and you start barking orders. And there's a piece yeah. in the fire department that I'll share. You know, we call it the white shirt. You know, I, you wear a white shirt as a captain or a chief and that respect. The, the a rookie firefighter walks into a fire station, he sees that shirt, automatically you have his respect. In our yeah. world and time of public or a private sector, you got to earn your people's respect. Yeah. And so yeah. that's right. the, the good and bad piece, you know, uh, of yeah. that. You know, if I could comment, and I've told you this, and I have learned this about you, I, you are a very kind man and you care about people. And one of the things, and it took me several years to like see who you were and, and, you know, just analyzing you. And one of the things, and I shared this with you, that it dawned on me one day about 10 years ago was that when you pull up on an accident scene as a firefighter or a burning house, if you don't like the person in that house, say there's somebody you don't like, or you get to the accident, you don't like that person, you're, you have to help them. You don't have a choice. And I think it's helped you with your can-do attitude. Like, 
the obstacles that you've had. I mean, your house is, you just went through a flood. I saw the news. I, I figured you were in trouble. I, I texted you. I asked you if you were okay. You said, no, there's water running through the house you're showing me. And basically you said, it's okay, man. It's just, it's just things. We're going to be fine. Don't, don't cry yeah. about me. <laughs> and I, and that attitude that you've had on life, you know, I, we were just talking before we went live here about how, you know, I can't say for you, but when I was in my twenties, anything bad that happened to me, I didn't deal with it well. I took it personal. I do believe in God. And I would wonder why did he, why did he do that to me? Woe is me. You know, why is all the bad stuff happened to me? And you don't look at things that way. And I've learned that from you. And did the fire department help you with that? You know, I, you know, maybe tell us a little bit about the shirt you have on. Cause I think that's, that's part of you. T talk to us about that real quick. So, you know, I think the fire department did help me with that. You know, when you're young and crazy, you know, when we got hired, we ran hard, especially as, 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 as firemen young in our twenties. Yeah. But, you know, when I got married and, you know, you know, my wife, she's a stud and, you know, she really puts things in, yeah, she puts things yeah. in perspective. But one of the things that I think made me realize and that you got to enjoy each day with the fire department is you can go to work and not come home. That's the bottom line. Yeah. So if, you, if right. you're going to have a, a crappy day and you're going to go and you leave your family in a crappy way and I go to work for 24 hours and God forbid something bad would have happened. That's how, oh, that's, so that's how it ends. So I think yeah. that's where the fire department helped me. It wasn't with, you know, the day-to-day the -day things. It was just that, that it could be over tomorrow. You know, the next call I run yeah. could be, it could be done. Now, granted, that could happen to any one of us. You could pull out of your driveway today and something yeah. happens, but there's just a right. higher risk, obviously, when you go to the fire department and, you know, and seeing the death and seeing all the things that we saw in the kids and it just it, you know just really puts things in perspective which is one of the reasons i left i was only 48 years old when i left marty but i did 30 years right. and i had i had plenty left in me but i started right. thinking you know it's it's i was having more fun at asi at that point yeah. and you know I, I i rolled the dice 30 years i'm good <laughs> yeah right. and and so that was i think that's where that comes from and then you know you, you mentioned uh, these are our, actually our christmas pajamas but today's our christmas uh party yeah. at asi why don't you stand up so we yeah, can see because um, I, I want everybody to see that okay team Cellini ots yeah. i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you catch <laughs> on the Go ahead. well you, you know I, I thought about that marty and i remember the bumper stickers that always said shit happens and those were all over the place yeah. so <laughs> You know, probably years ago, I, I would always tell my kids when I was coaching them, you know, my, you know, my, my kids growing up and whatever the situation was, I would look at them and I would say, listen, you got to own it, own that shit. And, you know, when I was really mad. And, and so funny story, my daughter's softball team at one point grabbed it because they'd always hear me saying own it and OTS and they grabbed it. And now we got shirts, we got stickers, we got, I mean, look yeah. here, here, on, here on my phone, there's a sticker, you know, we got yep. little stickers, we, we got stickers that go in truck car, uh, yep. car windows, but you know, good or bad is what it's about. It's about owning it. And, and I feel yeah. like I, I always try to do that. We, we got them all over our trucks at ASI, you know, listen, it, 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 the customer, if we did something wrong or whatever, it doesn't matter. Right. Everything can be fixed. And right. that did come from the fire department, Marty, with me, because I would run calls on people that maybe overdose or whatever. And I would always come yeah. home and tell my kids, there's nothing we can't fix. Nothing. Right. There's nothing worth dying, overdosing, right. hurting yourself. Right. Nothing. Zero. We can right. fix anything and it doesn't matter. We, we will yeah. get through things. And that's just, right. that's my attitude on everything. We got to OTS. And, and it's one of our core values. I, I, right. 
and I admire you for being so transparent. Let, let's move along here a little bit to your family there at ASI. Why do people like to work at ASI? Because we have fun. And, and, I, and I mean that in a good way, but sometimes it hurts me, Marty. Like sometimes I probably don't make as much money as I could because we're, yeah. we're maybe don't, we're not doing things maybe as perfect as they should be. But at the end of the day, I, it, it's a hard job, Marty. Like, you know, we got properties where these guys and gals are on, you know, roadways that go three, four right. miles. They're chasing an edger or a weed eater for three or four miles. They got, you know, gas cans periodically staged right. out, they're, they're, you know, and they got, they're carrying a water jug. I, right. I, you know, we got to make this as good as we can. And I think it's the little things. They come back at the end of the day, there's ice cream. Uh, during the summer, we got watermelons out there or we got the, you know, the smoothie truck that pulled in. And when the right. guys are pulling into the branches, there's that stuff. Uh, you know, yesterday was our last day of, of work for the season. Today's our Christmas party, like I mentioned, but yesterday worked. And our branch manager at, at Tampa, he made a, a big thing of pork. And at the end of the day, they were coming in. They got, you know, they got a little pork sandwich, a soda pop and some water. And, and you know, went about the business. We'll see them all the day. So at the end of the day, we, we all, in, in Florida anyways, I can't speak for the country, but we all have the same right. trucks. We all have either red or green mowers. We all have the same trailers. Right. It's how you treat your people. And we make it an honest commitment to treating our people fair. And, and customer care is number one with us. We're rolling out a big initiative. And right. I tell our team, it's not just the customer that that's paying us. There's a customer that pulls in that gate every day and gets on a truck for us. Right, right. Strategic planning is something that you believe in. It's been amazing to watch where you've run with that. What inspired you to do strategic planning? Where'd you learn that? Because I know you got a little bit of it from us, right. but it's more because you like got into it and sought others out. Tell us a little bit about strategic planning and, and what that means for your company and what you do. Give us the lowdown on that. So we just finished our, our strategic planning two weeks ago, actually, where we rolled out, like I mentioned, our, our new customer care initiative for uh, 2024. But I, it, it happened, obviously, when I, I got with the peer groups with, with you guys, Marty, when we started. And, and right. then Aileron was, was a big right. one for me. You know, when you introduced me to right. Aileron and, and I went there and I think what really opened my eyes is, you know, it's kind of driving without a roadmap. Without GPS these days, right. roadmap was back when we were in our right. 20s, Marty, but now it's GPS. Right. Exactly. The young listeners are like, what's a roadmap? Yeah, they're roadmap. What's that? Yeah, what's that? <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's like driving without GPS and knowing where you're going. And, you know, the strategic planning just when when I saw what it did for my company in the one year, the first year I did it. I, it was it. We were sold and we don't miss it. And we even, you know, quarterly we go off site. We review our strategic plan. We've adopted uh, EOS, you know, the entrepreneurial uh, operating yep. system, the traction book that you had us read in the book club, <laughs> as right. I call it. I tricked you into reading a lot of books, Joe. Marty. I, I, I didn't. I couldn't read when I met you. Now look at me. I'm reading two <laughs> or three books at a time and listening to them in the truck right. on the radio. <laughs> right. Right. So I think you know when we implemented some of those things, and you see the success that you can have by following that. And being able to uh, adapt and overcome quarterly if something's not going the way it should. And the other piece was, uh, you know, with the strategic plan, what I love about it, if you thought about this on December, ours was December 7th and 8th. And by, you know, we're, we're you know, into March and we still haven't moved on that. That's probably telling us it's not that important. We'll, we'll, let, let's look at that. And so those are the things that 
I think it doesn't care. Yeah. You, you don't carry things for a long period of time. You're evaluating your business constantly. And you know, it's, it's, you're doing it strategically, which is hence the strategic plan. So in, in the grow group, just for everyone's edification, we describe strategic planning as you have a dream, that's where you're headed. And then you have reality and your strategic plan is the steps you're going to take to get from where you are right now to that next destination. Is that, is that how you look at it as well? Jeff? Absolutely. And, and you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned, you know, seeing other companies and I did do that. And I even went out outside of the green industry to see how they strategic right. plan to kind of figure out how we wanted to do ours. And the thing about that, Marty, is, is don't, I'm looking at companies that are doing 20 million or maybe 18 or 20 million. That, that's what I'm looking at. I get calls, right. you know, from now and, and, you know, through the the program that trailblazer, yeah, trailblazer program, program. Yes. And I'll get guys or gals that call me and they're doing 2 million. And I, and I, and I say, listen, I'll, I'll whatever you want. If you want to come see my operation, if you want me to come see yours, I'm all in, but you really need to find somebody doing four or 5 million. And that's that, 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 that step yeah. that you're talking about. How do I, I get see. there? Yep. And then we'll worry about 10 million. So I think yep. that's when you do your strategic plan, you, you look at, like you just said, it's just steps to get to where you are. And I, I try to tell people that. So it sounds to me like you're a big advocate of whatever size company doing strategic planning. We've heard the outcomes that you've gotten. It sounds like a unified team, clear direction. What's our focus? You know, we only have so much time and money to dedicate efforts towards. So we want to be focused on that. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. You know, one of my mentors is, is a gentleman named Brian Murphy, and he owns a company called ReliaQuest. I remember when I had my board of advisors, he was one of my first board of advisors, Marty, back. Yeah, know. I do remember him. Well, yes. he's he's very successful. If you get a chance, you can Google him and his company, but you'll see like the ReliQuest wow. Bowl now. I mean, he's yeah. done very well for himself. He His his companies were he, what they call a unicorn. He took a company from zero to $1 billion. Jeez. He still strategic plans. He still yeah. does it. So there's you, you never outgrow it as far as I'm concerned. Is it, is it different? Absolutely. But when him and I talk, we still talk about those kinds of things. Talk to us about the software that you use to run the business, the impact that would have, maybe advice you'd have for our listeners, those that are with us today. Also, I let everyone know that's listening on The Grow Show. You can also watch this at on YouTube and you can see Joe's shirt and sometime it may improve your learning experience. But Tell us a little bit about the software that you use, how that helps, what advice you have for companies using a piece of software if you haven't. So embrace technology and software is number one. You know, okay. I, probably a lot of our younger listeners, that's not an issue, but with our maybe our, our seasoned listeners, <laughs> right. we, we right. have to embrace technology. Amen. I agree. With and you. and I, didn't, I didn't jump all in on Aspire when I should have. I will tell you, I used several other ones and the biggest thing with technology and embracing it and Aspire, I think, filled a gap. But the biggest thing with with uh, technology is we typically only use 20 to 30 percent of it when we, when yeah, we get right. It. You know, we never implement it 100 percent. Right. I, I believe Aspire is what we use now. They have figured out a way to make you use more of it. <laughs> yeah, good point. And, and I, I think that's an important factor. You know, our, our, our company, there's a, there's a mix of age wise and there's, there's right. people that are just grabbing it and running with it. And there's some that we're having to really show how, how to get involved. But it, it was, it was a game changer for me, the way we look at man, uh, reports now, landscape, you know, management hours, everything. So it, it was right. a game changer. 
I don't know what else is out there. I just know that I'm using a lot more of the percentage of Aspire than I yeah. ever used of the other programs. Yeah. And we run it as well, as you know, and we, we love it. We put on a field trip here that's just for Aspire users. You've had one of your folks through it. So it's good stuff. Let's briefly touch on trucks and equipment. Tell us about what you run. Do you buy new? Do you buy used? Do you have a mechanic? When do you get rid of something? Buy, lease, pay cash. Give us your equipment philosophy because folks that listen to the Grow Show, they're always concerned about equipment, trying to get better in that area. So we do buy all our equipment. We run a typical F-250 crew cab. There's four to five team members in each one. We do have some Isuzus for job sites that, that warrant those, a little tighter jobs okay. and so forth. So we have those. Those are our two power units that we use. Open trailers, no enclosed trailers. We right. run all open trailers. We run all still equipment and and uh, John Deere. Well, we like we like that. Absolutely. Joe. And and they like yeah. me because, boy, we go through it. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, when you got 200 team members and you know, over the three companies, but right. 180 at ASI. But uh, we, we can run through some equipment and uh, we run all John Deere as far as mowers go. We have two mechanics, or I'm sorry, three mechanics total. We ran into an issue, and, and I know, Marty, I've been to a couple of the GROW events. I'm coming actually to the the, the one in Des Moines. Right. And I know that people uh, will have, this has always been a, a fight, right? Do we have mechanics or right. not? That's why I wanted to talk about it. Right? Yeah. So here in our area, you turn a piece of equipment in, you don't know when you're getting it back. And the yeah. summer's here and, and the equipment, you know, we have St. Augustine grass here. Is, is, right. is tough 80% of our thing. I mean, it's always something. And and I don't want my team wrenching on the equipment for two reasons. Number one, it's disheartening. I think, I think it crushes right. culture. You know, you're out here killing yourself in 100 degree weather. And now I'm going to stick you under a mower to work on it or, or just to try to keep it going. And the second thing is they don't know a lot about it. And, and now, now who knows what I have going. There could be safety bypasses and everything else. And right. back to the culture, having a great culture, I want them to know they got, when they come back, there's a mechanic there waiting on you. We'll get this running. We'll get that piece of equipment back to you as soon as we can. When you send these yeah. these pieces of equipment in, there's so many landscape companies and mowing companies here in the Tampa Bay area. You just don't know when you're getting your equipment back. I see. And that's great. That's great that you know that. So we'll move on here. You mentioned about coming to grow in Des Moines. We're super excited that we're going to see you there. But several years ago, you hosted Grow. Mm -hmm. So you had several hundred people, as I always say, rifling through your underwear drawers. <laughs> You're putting your whole self out there. You did a great job with the event. What did you learn from hosting Grow? And just give us a little insight on that experience. So you learn that you're not as good as you think you are. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like a king for the day or for the couple of days that you're here. But one thing I learned is to listen. Listen, because you pick up nuggets. And when I go to wow. anything, I, I don't, you know, sometimes I, I'm kicking myself going to something that's, you know, small or what, you know, whatever it is, you know, just an event, a, yeah. a, a conference, whatever. But if you can just walk away with a nugget, you win. That's what the day's about. Find a nugget. And I even got a, on my phone, I have a folder, you know, nuggets, and I just drop nuggets yeah. and I just keep track of nuggets, you know, that I could maybe use, whether it be personally or business. And so I think that's what I learned. You know, everybody that came in, no matter the size, it's you can learn something. We're going to Des Moines. And when I was out there last time with the when we were in the you know in the peer group, yeah. Is with it? McCarty. Yeah. We're using yeah. Fuel Cloud now at our at our company. Yeah. That was one thing yeah, I Yeah, you saw them with. using it. And right. I, you know, what were they doing back then, Marty? A couple million, three million? 
couple million bucks. They're like 11 million. They're, yeah, I saw that. They're, they're just, they're doing so good. But when we were there, they were doing a few million bucks. I was probably doing 10 and yeah. I, I took fuel cloud from them. Like phenomenal. Yeah. Right. And fuel cloud's probably happy right. too. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> so I think no matter where you go, and that's what I learned from whether, you know, going just to grow conferences, no matter who you sit with, you know, everybody I think always wants to run out and sit with the Marianis or the Rory's or, you yeah, know, the big ones. Right? Yeah. And, and you know what? Sometimes there's a nugget over here when you sit with these people. You know, it's interesting. I don't, I don't want to say his name, but it's somebody you and I both know well. And I think you'll recall this conversation we had and he was part of some peer groups that had really big companies in it. And he quit because he said that he got a lot out of it the first couple of years, but he said that he found that the owners really weren't in touch with the, you know, where the tire hits the road on the business. And he said he felt like he wasn't getting ideas to help him move and that he'd rather be with smaller companies because he said that's where the waste is. He says the waste isn't in the front office. The waste is in the men and the women out working in the field, doing things inefficiently, not using the right equipment, not having the right truck set up, not planning the job right, not having a spire or something like that. I thought that was a really interesting perspective. I guess in a perfect world, I'd love to be in a group that had people, you know, my size and a little bit bigger, but I would never go into a situation arrogant, being arrogant, thinking that I didn't have something to learn, like what you just mentioned. Like, you know, we have a, a local grocery store here, Dorothy Lane Market, that I know you've been to with me. We've taken our peer groups there. They're a grocery store. They don't do anything. Well, they do a lot of stuff like we do, and we do things like them, but they're a different industry, and, and we learn something from them. So I think going through life with your antenna up, looking for things, which is what Joe Cellini does, and you have done, it's amazing, is a, is a big thing. Why should landscape pros go to grow? I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit. So I think, number one, <laughs> you, you'll enjoy this. We, we can all cry together, cry in our beers together. <laughs> yeah, you know, I understand. We, we all struggle and, and we all have struggles. Yeah. And so it's, 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 it's nice to know that you're not on an island and it's not just you. So stop the poor me, woe me, so true. because it's not you. That's, 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 that's the big one. The other thing is, again, I'm back to the nuggets and learning. It's it's everybody's there to learn. You know, you mentioned something there. I think is great. The antenna up. Everybody at Grow has their antenna up. You yeah, know, it is amazing. It, they're not paid to it be is. there. They're paying to be there. So it's interesting. I'm bringing two of my team members with me, and you know, they'll have their antennas up. They're they're wondering why right. we're going to Des Moines in February, but <laughs> I understand. It's going to be hot inside. I promise you. <laughs> and why are we leaving 50 and 60, 70 degree? And why are we going? <laughs> so, but well, but you, you know, you also know what we've got in store and you know, it'll be beneficial, even though you got to put on your winter. A hundred percent. And that's exactly yeah. what I told him. I said, you're not going for the weather. You're going for the experience and the learning. And right. if you walk around with your antenna up, you're going to be shocked at what you come back with. So I think that's what people will get from growing. You know, you mentioned Dorothy yeah. Lane earlier. We have the Publix grocery yeah. stores down here. Great outfit. Uh, unbelievable. And I'm lucky enough, Brian Murphy, yeah. I told you my mentor, his brother just got uh, appointed president and CEO of Publix. And so oh my goodness. I'm lucky to have a little insight and, and so forth. But our our customer service initiative that we're rolling out, we're calling it Growing Customer Care in 2024, is all based on Publix. We, we, we've yeah. read through books and everything else. And, and their margins are just That's like ours. Good. You say they're different, Marty, but they're really not. When you think about these grocery stores will give you, if you walk in with something, they'll give it back to you for free or whatever. They got the same yeah. margins we have. 
if not worse. Yeah. And they can do it. They find yeah. a way. Let me, well, I didn't want to interrupt you because you were on a roll, but I wanted to see if you agree with me. It, it Doesn't it seem like when you're with fellow landscape pros and you're crying in your beer with them, like you said, that you kind of you kind of say it and you listen to it a little bit more carefully and you're like, I got to quit whining. Everybody's dealing with this. And it's almost like it. you get over, okay, so you got a problem, but you're not unique. Everyone else is dealing with that. Now let's go work on solutions. Yep. Does that, do you agree with 100%. that? 100%. Most of the time you'll find a solution there. When you yeah. say it out loud and yeah. you're talking and all of a sudden somebody goes, well, hey, have you thought about this? And you, you want to punch yourself in the face and go, what was I yeah. thinking? <laughs> That's really, yeah, exactly. That's, this exactly. is an easy fix. And, and, you know, no whiners, just winners. That's it. Right, right. All right, we're, we're coming to the end of the Grow Show Powered by Steel. We've got Joe Cellini on with us, the founder, CEO, president of ASI Tampa, Florida. Joe's a former Hillsbury County firefighter. He was a captain, retired five years ago. Can't believe it was five years ago. I, I, I want to get a little bit sappy on you. You're, a, you're an awesome father and a husband. Why? Huh. I think you're only as good as your partner. And, you know, Audra's an, I said it earlier, she's an absolute stud. She keeps his family and us focused. We're a unit. We're not. Yep. You, you follow me on Facebook, Marty. You don't ever see me oh, going yeah. on trips by myself or, you know, my wife's no. not on trips by herself. We're a unit. Everything we do is together. Right. You know, my daughter's off very successful in college now. And, and I got my two boys and I, I you know, I think it's, it's about her and she, she keeps us in check. We're, we're very centered around faith. You know, we're, 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 we're Catholic yeah. and we participate at the church in all aspects, whether it be lecturing or serving or Eucharistic minister. Right. So, and everything right. we do is a unit. And I think when people look at us, I hear that a lot. Like, man, you guys are always doing things together. And I'm, I'm kind of thinking to myself, aren't you supposed to? <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, here's another thing. Like, I remember when you have a college athlete, she's a division one softball player. I had a division one soccer player. And I remember doing all the games and everything and the club soccer. And I had a friend one time say, God, I, I hate that stuff. Joe, I love that stuff. Man. Like, it wasn't like me being a good dad. Like, I loved it. Like, I love being around all that. I miss I, it. I it, it just, it really breeds success. And my kids have a lot of fun with me because now my daughter, she's like, oh, she's telling you because Gino, my little guy, he's in the golf. And, and I mean, yeah. he's on a trajectory that's pretty impressive. He's got a, he's working at like an eight handicap right now at 13 years yeah. old. And how old is he? 13, 12, 13. 13. And yeah. so my daughter, you know, they have fun with it because they're like, oh boy, you got dad now. Woof. You know, <laughs> yeah. but I, I do. I, I think that that's what makes a, a dad, a, a wife, whatever it might be, yeah. is the family at the end of the day. And, and it's, right. we're, we're a unit. I remember dropping her off at college. And when we were driving away, we all kind of looked at each other. There's four of us in there. We kind of dealt with it on our own for about 10 minutes. And we all looked at each other and said, this is the new unit. We got, you know, this is us now. And that's the successful piece, right? Your daughter, your daughters are doing phenomenal. I see them getting married and everything yeah. else. That's what you want out of life. Remember, you introduced me to Larry yeah. Wingate, you know, uh, right. and his book. I, my wife and I took it to heart. Your kids are your own fault. Do not send yeah. them out into society as bums. You know, it's yeah. your responsibility. And we take that. Yeah. My wife and I take that very serious. Well, you've got three wonderful kids. Audra's a champ. She's just terrific. I feel so blessed to have gotten to know both of you. Joe, what do you want to be remembered for when you're gone? Huh. You know, that I don't think about that a lot. It's kind of crazy. I, I just, I go through life and, and that, you know, you ask me now and I'm thinking, I want people to say, you know, when I was around Joe, he was happy. He was positive. You know, his values were in line. 
with what society should be. And yeah. he was a family man, you know? Yeah. I, 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 it's funny that I don't think. Well, I, I think I, I would say, I hope you and I are propping each other up in our eighties, but <laughs> you, you're, you're well on your way to being remembered for that. What would you tell your 25 year old self to do and not do? Is there any advice you have? Cause we have a lot of young people that listen to the old guy, Marty here. You have any advice there? Uh, business wise, I got, yeah, there's a business and a personal, I guess. Business wise, you know, ask a lot of questions. Don't be afraid to ask. Okay. I ask for help starting with you and then on and on and on, obviously still to today. I, I didn't ask for help early enough. I think yeah, I didn't either, Joe. Yeah. And I got young, yep. young guys and gals coming to me now. I did another podcast last week with this young gentleman out of USF. He's starting a little landscape company. Seth is his name. And just, I'm like, you're ahead of me. Trust me. You are ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah. Funny piece is, uh, you know, Slim and I laugh. I, I probably, you know, I, I'm part of Weed Man now. I probably would have got into Weed right. Man a lot earlier. <laughs> yeah. You're liking that, aren't you? Yeah, it, it was a great adventure. And, you know, Slim and I always wondered and we never did it. So I say explore, yeah. explore your thoughts, I guess is a good way of saying it. Yeah. Not chase your dreams, more explore your thoughts. And then on a personal side, Marty, I got nothing. I, I've enjoyed my life. I think things happen for a reason. You know, a lot of people might not know. I, I was what a great perspective. I was yeah. married, you know, once before I was married for two years, nothing big, but you know, I married and, and I was kind of like, man, wow, the struggles I went through to become, you know, get, get Audra and I married in a Catholic church and all that. Well, you know what? If I wouldn't have married my first wife, I would have never moved to South Tampa and I would have never met Audra. So yeah. it, am I pissed here? Am I pissed off? Really? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Right. I, I, I don't have anything. I, I think I've, I've yeah. done everything I wanted to do. Have I made mistakes? Yes, but OTS them and move on. Yeah. And learn from yeah. them. And that is a great way to look at mistakes. What's on the horizon for you and ASI companies the next five years? Cool story. Uh, you know, we went through some struggles for the past 16 months, real bad ones. And yeah. as far as business wise, we're, we're back on track. Things are, are fantastic. And I've turned the keys over to Joe, who you mentioned came up for your Aspire. I turned the keys over to him for operations. Joe, yep. Joe Cellini has stepped completely out of operations. Him and I meet twice a month for same page meetings, as we call them in, with the traction. And I get my updates from there. And I am heavy in sales and, and culture. The, those are the two things that yeah. we've kind of sat down and, and just, which is where you should be. That is where you thrive. Yep. And the team has, has come to me and told me that. And I've, right. I've had to, you know, it, it's scary. Not a lot of you, when, when you go through what we did, it's hard to say, okay, here you go, Joe, you know, here's the keys, but you've met Joe. He's yeah. an absolute stud when it comes to operations and far better than me at it. You know, uh, yep. <laughs> he's, he's worked for, you know, he, he worked at Valley Crest and Brightview for, you know, 15 years, he, he gets it and he's got the keys to the company. So we're, we're looking to grow it, but we're growing it smart. Florida is a, is a, is a very strange market right now. There's a lot of companies being bought up and we're finding that if we stay in our niche and grow smart and slow and grow our customer care, that we're going to kick everybody's ass. And that's where we're at. Yeah. What's your succession plan? Do you have any plan there? Do you care to share that? Do you not know it yet? What What are you thinking there? You know, I, after what we went through, Marty, it's kind of, I haven't had time to think about it. It was more about getting our, yeah, I get our, our company back on, on the tracks and moving forward. I, I Man, you know, I'm 53 years old. Uh, you just mentioned Gino's 13. My daughter's in college. I, I'm having a great time. I'm having fun. Yeah. And, and 
You know, right. I, I wasn't having fun uh, for a couple of years. I mean, I, it was bad. Yeah. I had to really evaluate yeah. myself. And my mentor is the one that really smacked me around and said, Joe, quit calling me at four in the morning. Him and I would do four in the morning. Quit calling me and whine. Get to work. Like, you yeah. can fix this yeah. and, and be happy. Right. So I, I don't right. have one right now because I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's that's good for everyone to hear. What what books are you reading? Do you have any books? You mentioned the Traction book. Are there any other books you would recommend? Well, the, the Traction. Uh, listeners to the grocery. Yeah, show? absolutely. And I told you before, Marty, I didn't read till I met you. And, and my, you know, my wife, Audra, is a huge reader. So between the two of you, I've, I've, I've taken on many books. Like I mentioned, that's great. I got a couple going. So on my nightstand is Holy Moments. It's, it's, I believe Holy Moments happen around us every day, all the time. Holy Moments. Ma- Matthew okay. Kelly. Oh yeah. I know Matt. I know who Matthew is. He's up here in Cincinnati. He absolutely is. Yep. And, and I, I, I actually, Vince, you know, Vince, my partner, his mom is good friends with Matt. Get out of here. No, for sure. Yeah. So he wrote a book called Holy Moments. And they happen. I know the book now that you say it. Yeah. Happen every day, all the time. So that's what I keep on my nightstand. The other one I'm reading is called Sit to Rise. It's the Patrick Young story and a forward by Billy Donovan. And you probably recognize Billy Donovan's name because he was yeah. a basketball coach at the University of Florida, the great University of Florida. Right. He he was on their national championship team and Patrick had a horrific accident two weeks before he was getting married and was paralyzed um, from the oh waist down. Gosh. And a beast of a man, just you know, this large bigger than life, human, strong, played basketball in Europe. So his, his book, I just got into, it's called sit to rise and his, okay. you know, turning it, it, it says the turning the darkest pain into your brightest victory. And yeah. It's, it's, it's so moving to read. Actually, he's going to come speak at leadership Tampa Bay for me, bringing him in to speak. Fantastic. Um, Fantastic. And then the other one that I, I kind of took on and I, I listened to it in the truck because I, I got a couple I read and then I'll listen in the truck because I, I really don't like listening to radio anymore. I, I, yeah, I, sound, like a, I sound like a grandpa, but yeah. <laughs> I got my music. My right. wife and I go to country concerts and we enjoy that, but right. to sit there and listen to the, the commercials and everything else, is just it's kind of yeah. disheartening. But I'm listening to called The Energy Bus. It's, oh, it's yeah. an old, yeah. older book. But yeah, John. Yeah, by John. Yep. And I'm listening to that in my truck because it's about being positive and the and the the the, the impact, the magnet that you can bring to yourself by being positive. I went through Amen. a bad time, as I mentioned, Marty, and 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 it's all because I was not positive, you know, with what was going yep. on. That's awesome. Are you still working out? Any other advice you have for people? Because you got a lot of energy. <laughs> you take care of yourself. You, are you still working yeah. out? What all are you doing? I there? was out for a run this morning when we were texting, actually. So um, okay. obviously my workouts have changed as I've gotten older. I'm not lifting the heavy weight. You know, Vinny, my middle boy, he's he's the heavy yeah. lifter now. He, he's joined a thousand right. pound club and he's deadlifting yeah. over 500 pounds and all those good things. That's yeah. that's not me anymore. Right. So now my workouts are more for staying in shape and keeping myself a lot of stretching. I do cold yeah. plunges now. I can just walk out in Dayton, Ohio and do a cold plunge, but I actually go on my dock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're always getting on me for Dayton. <laughs> but I, I actually have a, a, pl- a cold plunge. I, I got ice on my, I got an ice maker and I dump ice in there. So I do cold plunges now and a lot of stretching. I still lift. I, I enjoy the lifting piece, but it's a lot more about keeping myself in shape. Yeah. You know, I want to be, yeah. I, I see, I mean, Marty, I got brothers that are in bad shape. These guys are heavy lifters right. and, I, and just, I don't want to be that. I want to walk my kid down the right. aisle, you know, when she's getting married right. and I, and I want to right. play with my boys. I want to throw the football. I want to throw the right. balls, that, that stuff. Right. 
Joe, we've had a delightful conversation. Is there anything that I didn't ask you? Are there any final points you want to make before we end the grow show with you today? You know, I got I do have some. Did I did you get a card from me? Have you gotten it? Yeah, your Christmas card. Nope. I sent another card. I bet I sent it to the wrong address. I have a a, a book that I read. It's kind of a daily mentor book and you, you follow steps every day. I did not get your card. I, I'm going to find sorry. out where it went. No, I'm going to find out where it went. It, it okay. could be my office. Maybe maybe somebody in my office is going to get fired for not mailing it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I <hope not. laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm going to find out. I'm going to get the address and I'll send it. I'll text it to you. But, you know, Marty, I want to share this is in, in that daily grind, the, the book, every day you're doing something to get better. And there's little things to talk about. And it's 365 yeah. days. And in there, one of the days was sit and write about somebody who believed in you and took you and helped you get to where you are now. And I sent you a card on that. I wrote you a nice oh. letter. Well, no, I did not get it. Thank you, so Joe. I just I wanted mean, to you, share that because you got to have people that believe in you. And when you find those people, you got to suck them for everything they have. And I feel like I sucked you dry. <laughs> no, you no, no, no. I've, I've recharged my batteries. I get tremendous energy. I, I wish I was doing this interview with you in person. I'd give you a big hug. You've been a tremendous uh, motivation for me, and and I know you've dealt with some stuff, and and you've dealt with it head on. The thing I admire you most is you don't shy away from things, you don't BS anyone, and you're always there for your family. Joe Cellini, you're a great man. Thanks for coming on the Grow Show, and I'll see you in Des Moines, Iowa, February sixth, seventh, and eighth. Yep, okay? Looking forward to seeing everybody. All right, love you. Love brother. you, brother. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Grow Show. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and head to growgroupinc.com for more information and resources to grow your landscaping business. A special thanks to the folks at Steel, whose support makes this podcast possible and whose reliable handheld power equipment makes our jobs easier daily. We'll talk to you next week.